0: Welcome to the Como PolitiCast. I'm Jeff Pogela. The Justice Department under fire. The president upset over the sentencing recommendation for his former ally Roger Stone. And the DOJ backs off after his tweet. This, as numerous other cases involving the president and his advisors, are underway. We'll get to that in just a bit. But first, Washington's presidential primary is just a few weeks away. And already there are concerns about security. I had a chance to sit down with the woman that oversees elections in Washington state Secretary of State Kim Wyman. There's a lot of talk about election security, particularly when it comes to online voting. We're seeing a number of states and a number of counties experimenting with this. Mason County was looking at doing something like this with a company called Votes V-O-A-T-Z. What are your concerns here?
1: Well, our biggest concern is we're hearing from researchers in the community, academic researchers, as well as cybersecurity experts that have concerns about the ability for that ballot that's returned by the voter to be secured, uh, not hacked or altered in any transit or, or deleted in transit. And uh, and we were alerted by the Department of Homeland Security about a week ago that researchers had found some vulnerabilities in the votes uh, application, and they cautioned us uh, to you know advise our counties not to use it. And I know that Mason County has walked it back. Um, so right now, there are no other counties using that platform for the presidential primary.
0: Yeah, and I know GeekWire first reported reported on this uh, late yesterday, and they're saying this, the researchers that you mentioned at uh, MIT found numerous vulnerabilities, and not just typical vulnerabilities, but serious vulnerabilities with this uh, ability to vote online. Uh, Is that something that's just problematic with any platform? Is that why we need to go to paper ballots? I know you've been pushing for that.
1: Uh, it, it really has been my concern since 2000 uh, when uh, we came off the Gore v. Bush election. Uh, in back, back then I was the county auditor. I was the elections director in Thurston County and we did a non-binding trial with an internet voting company and the conclusions I came during that time are the same as they are today. Um, the biggest problem is we can instill confidence in our voters with that newer technology and uh, while a number of counties are trying it out and they keep talking about it in terms of a trial we're talking about live ballots with real voters and um, and that security level needs to be high and more importantly we need to ensure that people have confidence in it and that's probably my biggest criticism of this you know absent of even what the experts are recommending uh, we want to make sure we can instill confidence and right now I'm not sure we can do that
0: a lot of the uh, push for the, this mobile balloting or online voting is is just making it more accessible, easier for people who don't participate in the process to get involved. How do you balance that?
1: Well, that's the heart of it. You know, we're talking a lot about accessibility, which is incredibly great. Our state has always done a great job of making elections and voting and registering uh, accessible. You have to have the compensating controls on the other side to make sure it's secure. And And that's really where it's difficult because you have these really innovative, great companies doing innovative, great, things. But how do we make the average person who is not familiar with tech um, believe that those results haven't been altered in any way and believe that uh, you don't have any bad actors in there doing anything that might change the results.
0: You've been a leader on election security uh, across the country. You've, you've spoken on this to other states, other secretaries of state. What do you see the biggest concern is, the biggest problem heading into the presidential primary season?
1: Well, right now, you know, we have a real threat from uh, foreign actors. Russia. Uh, that we suspect China, Iran, North Korea could all try to attack our system. They are doing it probably as we speak. And so we have built our defenses in the election community around protecting our current systems and making sure that if uh, those bad actors try to get in that we can detect it, prevent it, and if something does happen, like they breach our system, that we have a recovery and response plan. Um, so we've spent a lot of time doing that. And the, the challenge with the entering new technology and new systems into that mix is they haven't been tested and in a presidential election year that has this high profile of um, spotlight on it we don't need to be introducing new things that we now have to figure out how we can defend and and that's my biggest concern is you want to do this let's do some tests after 2020 but this year is probably not the year to be rolling it out and
0: you mentioned talking about sticking with paper ballots but Mm -hmm. there are still some voters who would prefer you know whether it's through disability or or other means to go through a touch screen or, or some other way of, of voting, how can you guarantee to them that our systems are secure?
1: Well, this is one of the, the beauties of the system we've built. Um, so we have partnered with Democracy Live, which is a company that just did the uh, live election uh, for the conservation district in King. Um, they have a front-end ballot delivery system so we actually are using that statewide uh, as part of our vote law system so a voter who has a disability a voter who is overseas serving in the military or in the Peace Corps wants to get a ballot 45 days before Election Day they can go on to, the, to our vote law system they can download that ballot a person with a disability can actually use that their device that they normally would use to um, do all of their daily transactions they can use that device in their home to vote their ballot, mark their ballot and uh, print it out and send it back to their county. So we already are using that on the front end. But what we'd like to see is that ballot come back through a paper channel like we do for all of our other voters. And then that way we know that the systems that are in place are going to protect it and that we have that ballot that was marked by the voter that's actually tabulated.
0: We have to take a quick break, but we'll have more with Secretary of State Kim Wyman when the Como Politicast continues after this. Information is power. Everything you need to know before you get to work. The Como Morning News on the Northwest's only all news station. Como News 1000, FM 977, and ComoNews.com. Welcome back to the Como Politicast. I'm Jeff Pogela. My guest this week is Secretary of State Kim Wyman, who has some serious concerns about election security. This just weeks before the state's presidential primary. With regards to some of the security breaches we've seen, whether it's foreign actors or domestic, whatever it happens to be, what are they attacking? Is it the voter registration rolls? Is it people's ballots? Is it the tallies on election night? What are are the targets?
1: The the biggest target I think that uh, foreign actors and even domestic actors are going after right now are our voter registration systems and our election management systems. Tabulation systems in Washington state, by law need to be air-gapped, which means they, they aren't connected to the internet. Um, the only way you can actually get to them is being physically on-site um, and getting through the physical securities the counties have. Um, so, so the ones that are actually connected to the internet are the, the voter registration and election management system. So with that said, we've built in a lot of security measures to make sure that if someone was able to get into our system, they couldn't get to our, our core data systems. But um, that's what we're seeing the activity on uh, across the country and uh, you know our biggest fear right now has to do with email and um, fax ballot return for our military and overseas uh, our military and overseas c- civilians um, they can return a ballot by fax or email and that is the single most common way some of these really big breaches you've heard about Equifax um, that scale of breach those are because a person unwittingly uh, fell victim to a phishing scam they click they clicked on a, an attachment and an email, and that's why we're trying to get the legislature to roll that law back. Uh, Clicking on an email is one of the biggest vulnerabilities that we have in in the cyber world, and we're asking our county auditors to, uh, you know, don't do that, except when they say that it's a ballot. Except when somebody purports that they are a a voter uh, living overseas, go ahead and click on that attachment because it'll be fine. But
0: I I know working with other agencies throughout the state, for example, L&I or the Department of Health, they don't even accept email as a secure method of transmitting information. So why would the the Department of Elections, the Secretary of State's office, accept that?
1: Well, ba- back in 2011, it was a good idea. In fact, I, I testified in favor of this law uh, back then because it was a good way to increase the travel time for those voters living overseas. Now, fast forward six years, and I'm sitting in a Department of Homeland security briefing and realizing that we are setting our counties up to fail because we are allowing people to say that they are a, a military overseas voter returning a ballot, and uh, and those attachments could come into the system, and we're, we're trying to. I can tell you my counties don't all agree on this. They like the, the electronic ballot return. They would like to see it continue. So we have a, an interesting dynamic right now um, that's playing out in the legislature. We had, uh, we had an election security bill, a comprehensive one uh, that hasn't gotten out of committee, and we have a bill just to remove email and fax ballots that also did not get out of committee so we're going to continue to try to see if we can get those revived but uh, but it's a security risk it's a real security risk Department of Homeland Security uh, our own Washington National Guard uh, security experts from Microsoft have all said this is a vulnerability that is not worth the risk and uh, we're trying to get it rolled back but if we don't get the law changed uh, counties will have to figure out ways to try to make it secure
0: so why are the counties pushing back on this
1: Uh, you know I I think that one they want to serve their voters well and and this can increase the amount of travel time a voter has to return a ballot Um, it's more efficient I think from the county's perspective in some ways for them to get a ballot back um, by this but um, but make no mistake the security experts are unanimous in saying that this is a bad idea and we should get rid of it and I think this is why we're seeing some of our counties trying these uh, alternative methods smartphone apps and things is that that they think that that's going to be more secure to return a voted ballot than email and faxes and and right now we're seeing security experts from MIT weigh in and say no it's not
0: so what's the downside to just having that old-fashioned paper ballot that you
1: fill out well you know when one of the county auditors and testimony said you know made a very dramatic um testimony that you have marines that are embedded in the middle of uh... in the middle east and uh... they physically can't get a paper ballot to receive it and and turn it back in um, i think in the modern era that's not true we in washington state have between a fifty five and sixty six day window to send a ballot to uh... people serving abroad and get it back um, and i think that we have seen really good return rates that way but. It's it, in some people's mind it's old fashioned because it is it's a paper ballot and it's a it's relying on the e, on the mail system. So um, we're going to keep working with our counties to make sure that we get that messaging out. And if we don't get the law changed, um, I can tell you my office will have a very active campaign to educate our uh, you know 88,000 military and civilians serving abroad. And we want to get that message out to them that they should try to return the ballot. What's your
0: paper. biggest concern going into the primary and then to the general? This this year.
1: My biggest concern is is maintaining voter confidence in our elections. Uh, you had the events in Iowa with the Democratic Party during their caucuses, and people, I think, conflate that with an actual election that we conduct here in Washington State that's a presidential primary. Um, these, our election is going to be conducted by county election officials who are trained. They are conducting this election within the parameters of state law, and they're using systems that are tested and proven, as opposed to a political party process that's conducted uh, in a caucus environment where people show up on a single day and, and cast va- ballots in a gym, you know. So it's a different different thing, but I think they hear those stories about what happened in Iowa, and they think that it could happen here, and that's a real challenge for election officials is how do we educate voters that our system is secure and trustworthy.
0: That's Washington Secretary of State Kim Wyman. Now, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, ABC's Inez de la Quintera joins us from Washington where the Department of Justice has become the target of political attacks. That, when the Como Politicast continues after this.
1: Everything you missed while at work, update and unwind on the way home. The Como Afternoon
0: News on the Northwest's only all-news station. Como News 1000, FM 97.7 and ComoNews.com. Welcome back to the Como Politicast. I'm Jeff Podula. President Trump broke almost 17 hours of silence following ABC News' exclusive interview with Bill Barr, in which the attorney general said this. I cannot do my job here at the department uh, with a constant background commentary that, that that undercuts me. The president tweeting that he has a legal right to step in during a criminal case. Covering this is ABC's Inez de la Catera. And isn't the president saying he has the right to obstruct justice?
2: He remains undeterred after this um this this interview that came from Bill Barr during which Bill Barr said that he uh feels that the president tweeting uh prevents him from doing his job properly. The president though is, remains undeterred and he's still tweeting about. Uh, DOJ business. He wrote that he has not asked Barr to intervene in a criminal case, but that that doesn't mean he doesn't have the legal right to do so. So that is the president. I mean, it's it's in line with his character. This is the re- president who, um, you know, it, it likes to assert his, his uh, authority. And so he's saying, um, I can essentially kind of do whatever I want when it comes to, to criminal cases here.
0: This comes just as there was the issue with the Roger Stone case in which the DOJ backed off on a sentencing recommendation after the president. President tweeted about it, and then the uh, de- Justice Department also informed former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe that it will not be seeking charges against him for allegedly lying to internal investigators. All of this while well, there's a lot going on.
2: There is a lot going on, and it's raising lots of questions about the uh, relationship between President Trump and the Justice Department. The reason we got to this point is because Roger Stone is awaiting uh, sentencing, and, and trial attorneys had recommended that he get seven to uh, nine years in prison. The Department of Justice eventually overruled that recommended sentencing. And that came right after the president himself had tweeted uh, that he felt the the seven to nine year sentence was uh, very horrible and a miscarriage of justice. So there were already that kind of kicked off a round of questions as to, you know, was Bill Barr overruling this recommended sentencing for, for Roger Stone, who's a friend of the president's and one of his former associates? Um, was Bill Barr over overruling the, the, the sentencing for Stone because of the president's tweet? Was he Is that kind of the way that communicating? Is is Barr acting, um, you know, based on what the president is telling him? Or did Barr really feel that the sentencing was unfair? And then today we found out that the uh, Department of Justice was dropping the case into former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe. That It's unclear why that's being done. It's unclear what has changed and why this is happening all of a sudden. And at the same time, we also learned that Barr is reopening the case into Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn. Um, Flynn had been waiting for a sentencing after pleading guilty to charges that he had lied to the FBI about his conversation with the former ambassador to Russia. Now the DOJ is going to be taking a second look at this case. So many watching that and saying this you know feels kind of like that that stone case where the the DOJ is or questioning whether the DOJ is stepping in here to help one of the president's former associates that's all unclear but it's all raising questions about the relationship between the DOJ and the White House.
0: All right, ABC's Inez de la Quintero from Washington. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that will do it for this episode of the Como Politicast. My thanks to Secretary of State Kim Wyman and ABC's Inez de la Quintero. If you like the show, please leave a rating and a review. It helps with our rankings and helps other people discover the program. And be sure to check out some of the other podcasts from Como News, including our hourly news updates, Life Beat with Marina Rockinger, and for all things Washington Huskies, subscribe to the Thursday Night Doghouse with Bill Swartz. All are available at comonews.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jeff Pojola. Thank you for listening and have a good week.